Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Forever Quest. I'm Jeff, and I'm welcomed. Wait, are you welcoming me? I'm welcomed by the uh, the gulp monster over there. You just everybody missed it for the last five minutes. We've been setting up, and then at the end, I was getting testy with Sean because every fucking time it's either this or I think he's I think he's has a personal vendetta against Satan. Everybody, I think that's what's happening here. What is it, Sean? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Well, I mean, Flip I guess it'll, it'll, it'll the the truth will be told on the edited or not edited version of what you listen to while you're driving or maybe maybe you're on the treadmill right now. Look, if you're in a I give you this one. If you're in a tractor right now, like one of those big tractors with the big big ass wheels, right? And it looks kind of, you know, shaped like a tractor. If you're in a tractor right now and you're pulling anything, i.e. doing a tractor pull, then I'm going to give you an extra double shout out today. This is a shout out to anybody who knows how to drive a tractor. That's great. But what about the question I asked you of why do you purposefully do the or do you not and then say you did it on purpose to make it look like you know what you're doing? Have you ever driven a tractor before? Nope. Have you ever sat up in a tractor at the state fair to see what it might feel like if you were driving a tractor? Yep. And what is the one thing that you notice while you're sitting up in that tractor? It's high. Yeah. What does that feel like when you look down on everybody else? Like I could fall. But what else, to, what kind of sensation does it give you besides falling? Like, uh, like a squirrely stomach, like uh, afraid of heights, like uh, churning, throw up, throw up. That's what I'm looking for. Throw up. Oh, see, for me, it's more power. It's more... I'm up here on this giant thing. What are you going to do about it? And that's right? what this is. This is like, you can't do anything about it. Satan and Jeff, I can just tip my mic all day and ha I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm dealing with. Satan. I'd like to shout uh, this episode is for Satan. Every, uh, before we start recording every time there's a little two to five minutes where like, I try to get like sound stuff in order. So I don't, you know, cause I talk to Satan a lot afterwards about making things better. Uh, and, every time, talk. and every time Sean's just like, what a fuck ever. <laughs> and then he starts banging his mic. He's like, fine. I won't sit in this fucking chair. You really want me to not sit in this chair? Like, come on, Sean, work with me here. I, I talk to Satan for like an hour every week trying to make shit better. Right. I know. I know you and your artist friends. I don't understand. And then I get on with you. And the very first thing I hear is, and I'm like, Sean, you started with fucking banging your Maggie. Like, Haha, I do that on purpose. <laughs> Why yeah. do you do it on purpose? <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't. You accidentally yeah. did it. Then you said, oh, I meant to do that. You pulled a Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you roll. That's how you got to roll in this biz. If you're in this biz and you're putting out the bits. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're trying to get the, the likes and all the yippers and all the, all the other things. That's what you got to do been watching okay. secession lately and that's a whole show about people who don't know what the fuck they're doing but just plow people over and act like you just got to do it the way you do it no it's not the right way to do it sean yeah no that's that's what you do no it's not what you do i'm sorry satan i think satan what you have to realize here is you're in between uh sean and i's like friendship trolling each other here you know and so like when Sean's like binging and banging, like that's against me. It's not against you. Just don't take it personally, okay? He's he's doing that for me. And then you Satan, just have to clean up the at, mess. At least one or two is for you, just so you know. At least one <laughs> or two. 
Oh my goodness. Uh, well, Sean, we got some stuff to talk about today. Hey, okay. What is it? Well, we is gotta there a, start a lot of stuff or just a little bit of stuff. Mm, a lot of stuff. Three hour Ooh. up today. Yeah. No. Come on. We've been seriously pushing it out to an hour and a half. I think that's a little unreasonable for people. Well, how time. long do you think our episode should be? Well, you're the guy that told me it's. Something. I'm a stats guy, basically. I what I do is I look at the numbers and then I calculate from that avenue exactly what the future is going to bring, and not only the future, but currently, presently, is the correct assumption to be standing on if you're going to stand on a rock i'm going to tell you which one to stand on just by looking at the numbers let me tell you that much right now and that's what you know that's how you kind of come at it what i was told was that if you go over an hour people don't listen oh really we should that's hear back you, from people if that's true that's what you told me when did i tell you that uh, maybe 120 some episodes ago weird i don't remember that that sounds like old jeff to me it was really important to you then wow it's not important to me anymore, Sean. I think we yeah. should start pushing three-hour episodes now. New job. But see, these things don't surprise me either. What's up? That there's Change. something that's yeah that you've changed Change. your mind. Yeah, Change, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like water when it comes to that. That's why you fit. That's why you fit. Uh, that's why I think I'm able to do the show with you uh, because you adjust, right? Well, it's, what's fascinating about it is that I think that it makes you seem like you're the buoy in the water with the crab trap at the bottom that's not moving. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, and that I'm actually the thing that's just kind of having to constantly move. But I'm actually the thing that's probably more not moving, and you're the thing that's more moving around like the okay. water. Okay, okay. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah. I think, I think that makes sense. That makes sense to me. I'm not sure if it makes sense for the audience or not. Uh, yeah. Well, I think they understand after all these different episodes they've listened to the they've they've probably i mean we do have a couple friends who are in the world of psychology and they've they've broke us down before too it's pretty they know i think it's pretty self-explanatory i watched goodwill hunting with my son yesterday and i started crying like at minute 10 and i didn't stop crying the entire movie oh my god it just killed me robin williams kills me man are you gonna go captain my captain to anybody right now or not really he saw that one too. He watched that one recently. He's like, I recognize that guy. And I'm like, yeah, that was from, that was from the dead poet society. Yeah. And then I yeah. also recently watched uh, the world according to Garp, which is another brilliant Robin Williams. I think he's, um, he's gotta be one of my favorites. It's tough for it to rank actors. Cause you know, you got your dramatic and your comedian and all this and different types, but he just gets me. Well, I think he's one of the ones that can actually legitimately do it all. Uh, he can't dance. He can't sing. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I'm going to say uh, Childish Gambino, that he can do it all. Nah, Mr. He's Glover. Not, he's not really a great comedian. What? Yeah. Yeah. He. Well, I mean, maybe not great, but he was on fucking Community. He was funny as hell. He's done stand-up comedy. He's actually done right, the job. But that doesn't make him great, just like Robin Williams has sang, but that doesn't make him good at it. He is a way better comedian. Have you seen Community? He's not a better comedian than Robin Williams. Well, okay, no. let's, let's put it like this. It's in the very world few people of, are. In the, right. And so in, 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 I would say the same about the world of music for Gambino, right? Like he's not, he's not even in the atmosphere, like the stratosphere of the great greats in music either, right? He's good in music and he's good in dancing and he's good in all these other things, but he's not a great in any of them. I would say Robin Williams was a great comedian, one of the best ever. Okay. Right? Up there in the top three, four or five for sure. Sure. So, you know, he had, that, a, he had one stat really high, but one stat really low where Gambino no, was m- way more. Acting, 
you just put him up there in the actors too, right? And I think I would too. I'm saying I think I would too. He's up there in my top ten of all time actors. So if that if that's the case, then I don't think it comes close. He can't dance or sing. Are you saying nope. that his stats are those right? So I all I said was he has a couple stats that are really low and a couple that are really high. And so yep. he has a couple. And Gambino doesn't have any low ones. Nope. He's wow. all he's all he's all twelves. Exactly. Thirteens. Why didn't you just agree with me a minute ago? And we could have gone, we could have, I, that's what I said. You just agreed with me. Gambino was very funny. Community is a very funny show until goddamn fucking Dan Harmon had to sexually pressure a fucking writer into dating him. And then the show got blown up. And then we found out about it five years later. We can't trust any, what is it with the bangy bangy, the bingy bang bang. (laughs) Sorry, Satan. (laughs) What do you mean? What is it with the bingy bang bang? I mean the ding, ding. Sorry, I spend like an hour with week with Satan every week now with text trying to figure all this shit out. So is it is your side t- or my side? I just did it on purpose, imitating you. Oh, it's when I set my coffee down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. You got it. And I'm supposed to be taking a fucking note every time so he can take them out and not have to search for them. And I'm not taking a note, so now it's stressing me out. I have to go back to listen to this and take notes of when Sean said oh, his dear, fucking coffee not, cup down. You should have never fucking told me that. <laughs> you should have never. Oops. Sorry. Oh, whoops. I'm really sorry about that. Oops. You know what? Maybe really, we need to hear. I'm actually we need to hear from, from the community. I've heard some people in the community say they like the bips and the bangs, like Josh. But, you know. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't know if I can trust Josh's opinion. Sometimes he's an oddball and he comes up with weird opinions. I need to hear from other, more people in the community. Do you actually, how much do you care about the editing? Cause I love like the sound overs, right? The, when the thing comes in and this and that, like getting the bicks and the bangs out, aren't that important to me, but I know they are to some people. Some people tell me that shit bugs the hell out of them. And so like, you're kind of an audiophile, Sean, when you listen to a podcast and it's bad audio, does it bug you? It really bugs me a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it doesn't no, so bug me. The, when, when he does all the added stuff, it's absolutely fantastic. Satan, thank you so much. It's really great. The, the more you've been doing, the, the better it's got. And I love that stuff. Um, it does really add quite a bit to the podcast. I notice all the dead space, I call it, like the silent stuff in the background um, and how quiet it seems in between our conversations. It's really nice when you're in a car by yourself driving with the windows up and all that stuff. It's nice. It's really nice to have that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super appreciative of it. It's a ton of work too. Um, I, I, I know, I, I know that he has to like literally go in and like take out that space or, or completely, you know, um, take the volume down either way. It takes tons of time to either clip or you're drawing lines and it's stupid, or he, he might have better methods than that, but whatever, it takes time. And so it's highly appreciated. Now, speaking of secession, uh, people taking over other people's jobs. When we first started doing this, you were, there's a bing bang. I'll Satan take that one out. Uh, when we first started doing this, you were telling me that you wanted to find the time to actually like audio engineer all these and you wanted to do this, but you never had time for it. But you always kept mentioning it too. You're like, I want to do that. I want to do that. Even as much as like six months ago. So how does it feel for you having Satan coming in and doing for something that you said for a while you wanted to do, but just never had time to do? I, I love it. I love that he does it. But yeah, I mean, I still want to do it when I get done with my other work. Um, I think I would spend time doing that. Um, you know, if you listen to last episode, I like to do things like that. I'd like to 
force myself to accomplish something in a short amount of time and make it as good as possible. Even I know it's not great. I know if I spent way more time on it, it could be better. I'm not going to approach great, but I'll say better. But just doing it and kind of forcing myself to put it out there is, uh, there's some power to that for sure. I learned that from watching you, dad. Mm. Speaking of dads, I would like to personally apologize to everybody because uh, I am rooting uh, for your dad to die. I'm very sorry. I've been thinking lately about how um, things are going to change dramatically in the United States once the baby boomers die over the next 10 years, approximately. And at the same time, AI starts to come online. Uh, I, for some reason, I can't stop thinking about this shit, Sean. I've been talking about to Christy about it constantly. I've been talking to Eric about it constantly. I really feel like, you know, we had the internet explode, you know, around like 2004 is kind of when the apex of shit started to really change and the internet really started to change the world with the iPhone and social media. And, but since then, it seems like things have almost slowed down. Like the rate of change is kind of settled a little bit and we haven't seen any crazy inventions other than like improving the internet and stuff like that. But I really believe that we are on the cusp of our next huge technological change as a society and that being AI. I know I'm not alone. Everybody's talking about AI now, but the more I look into it, the more I use this stuff, this shit's incredible. You can turn a little bit of electricity into a simple human brain and it's just the pop, the implications are so crazy. But then furthermore, the implications of the United States being what's going to happen when all the boomers die, Sean, because this country has been shaped by the baby boomer generation. Speaking of numbers, we we're talking about stats and numbers earlier. One thing about stats that I do think I have a little bit of, I'll call it an advantage of just analyzing things as I kind of understand the concept of big numbers. And um, sometimes numbers get so big that we just can't think about it anymore. A human brain just can't do it. But when you study stats, it's a, it's a little easier to do that, I think. And uh, man, there's a lot of fucking baby boomers. This whole country was shaped by uh, this generation that there's so many of them. It's like, it's like a snake with this big basketball in the middle of it going through its gut that it's trying to digest. And I don't know what's going to happen when they're gone, but they're going to be gone in the next 10 years. And this country is going to dramatically change. I just have yeah. to get all that shit out, Sean. I just uh, can't uh, stop thinking about those two topics. Uh, I know. I know. I know. I'm, it's like it, to well the point aware. where, you know me, I'm like trying to figure out what stocks to buy and shit. I'm trying to figure out how to monetize this shit, Sean. <laughs> like, where's the, where's the baby boomer dying stock? <laughs> Hook me uh, up, baby. Uh, it depends. I'd go get some uh, depends. I told you this yesterday that America sells more adult diapers than baby diapers right now. No, that's, I'm not surprised. That's an idea. Yeah, but that's also college students that are participating in that. I, I mean, that's part of sure. their deal. Well, yeah. and babies use diapers for like two years, and I bet some, you know, old people use it from what, like 70 to 80, like 10 years. So, you know, yeah. it's different. It's like 20, most people use it from 18 to 24. <clears throat> and then again, at like 70 to, I don't know. You've seen like five. the uh, boats, like on the, uh, on the party river with all like the high school kids and they're all drinking and partying. And there's always that one dude right wearing the diaper with the, the, uh, the Bud Light tape taped each hand. I mean, yeah, yeah. The diaper doesn't last the whole day. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Bud Light, huh, Sean? I know you were you were a huge fan of Bud Light before, but how do you feel about it now? Right? 
I don't know what it, what is going on with Bud Light. You don't know what's going on? Bud Light and the Mr. Beast and the trans. It, Sean, it's the transient of America. Here, let's see. We're 15 minutes in. We can still talk about non-EQ stuff. It, Sean, I don't know if you've heard from Matt Walsh and from uh, Stephen Benini and from Dickhead Ravenclaw from Fox News, but they're all telling us that um, transient of America, Sean. We're no longer supposed to be afraid of people of color. We are supposed to be afraid of people who have... Uh, different sexuality than we're used to and because of it we've now wrapped up mr beast in this thing and bud light sean bud light is now on the side of the uh woke snowflakes and it's time to throw it out sean how did this Dock happen up the cores baby <laughs> what did bud light do they had a commercial with a trans person they're like the a social media like a social media post where they sent beer to a trans person to promote the beer oh lord have mercy isn't that fucking awful you know what uh, I don't understand anymore. I'm so glad that even though we have existential risks on our hands, like solar flares, uh, global warming, which oh, is going to affect us and our children. Oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Hey, everybody, if you think global warming is not going to affect your kids. For sure. It's going to affect your fucking kids. And so uh, I'm glad that we struggle with these things and whether AI will take us over. But what we're really trying to pass laws about, what we're really trying to pass laws about, is whether people can wear a dress in public and sing. That's good. We're focusing on the right stuff. We usually do. That's we usually do, especially when you look back at history. We usually focus on the things that are really important about people. Mm -hmm. You know, we make those, we make decisions based on things that are absolutely intelligent and like mm -hmm. make a ton of sense for longevity. Uh, and we never like poison the well, you know, like we never like intentionally like you know f things up in order to get what we want which i think is you know that's pretty admirable yeah it's admirable you know this whole one and like uh waiting for the boomers to die and sometimes i think i come across as like an arrogant know-it-all prick i don't know if you knew this about me sean but i think sometimes no. i can have that air a little bit Right. And what's crazy about it is then there's the change that comes along with it. Like, I know that's coming too, where then right. that's not, you're not going to hold that to be self-evident any longer. So I, yeah, right. I know it's, gonna, it's very pleasurable for me. My parents are going to die and then I'll be like, why did the boomers have to die? Oh my God. We don't have, any, no one has a fucking clue which direction we're going anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of this all comes back, Sean, to the fact that like me being an American prick sometimes act like I know everything. As a young child, and I have to imagine I'm not the only one who went through this. As a young child, I have a mm -hmm. lot of memories of thinking these adults are fucking idiots, right? Oh, sure, sure. Everybody had that. Like when the when the Sunday school teacher tries to teach you that Noah lived inside a whale, and I'm like, this person's in fucking charge of me right now? Like what video game have I been born into where the adults are all fucking idiots? And I feel mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I'm in a little bit of that right now with the boomers. They fucking idiots. They feel like idiots, Sean. Well, what it teaches you to do is lie. Mm, I like it. Well, that's it. That's the truth, isn't it? I mean, I'm not if a they're, liar, though, Sean. how about there's a million ways to look at this one. How about the Easter Bunny and Santa Claus and all the rest of it? And then all of a sudden, when you're a certain age, it magically goes away and it's not real anymore. Yeah. There's all that kind of stuff. We do it with fairies. We do it with dragons, you know, and then some of us don't ever let it go. Right. Like we, we constantly live in that place of fairy tale and fantasy and what if. We were talking the other day with somebody, uh, I had a really good, I don't want to say who it was, but we had a really good conversation with somebody the other day that, uh, I've mentioned on the show that sometimes we've had long conversations with Zay just about life 
and philosophy and whatnot. I felt like I had another one of those with a, another person from our community yesterday that just really energized me talking about this stuff. And, uh, yeah, that was nice. I just lost my train of thought there, Sean, but, uh, that was really good talking to him. Wasn't it? It, it always is. Yeah. And that was an especially good conversation. And, um, it was one of those times where you find yourself not playing the game anymore. Everyone's just sitting there and we, I don't right. know, we probably sat there for a half an hour, <laughs> just talking maybe 40 minutes. Yeah. And I don't think any of us would have you know, felt like the conversation needed to end. It was just like, we needed to get back to real life. I think if we had the option, we would have probably stayed in the conversation because it was, you know, it's, it, it's both of us, at least I'll, I'll speak for myself. I thoroughly enjoy hearing the younger generation, even if it's a decade behind. Dude, I can't even hang out with people my age or older people. I'm serious. Like, I know I can come across as a hipster sometimes where I just want to always be like in touch with the younger generation. But like, just think about the friends Christy and I have hung out with in the past couple of years. They're all like 10 years younger than us. Uh, We don't hang out with couples our age. They all seem like fucking dinosaurs to me sometimes. And I know I sound like an arrogant prick when I say that. We're we're getting close. I mean, in a couple of years here, that's the decade we're going to be in. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, the, the people that, some of the people that listen to the show, some of the people that reach out to us, they're like, some of them are 20 years younger. So yeah, it's, right. um, I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm, I, I have nothing but hope for the future because of the conversations I have with younger people and because of the world that they want. Right. It is, I will say this, it is encouraging usually when i talk to a younger people who a younger person who actually cares about the future and because not everybody does right some people just want to be a kid and that's totally fine so did i but the ones who care they seem way more intelligent than i did at that age way more engaged than i did at that age honestly more intelligent than i am now the person we were talking to yesterday i was trying to explain my thoughts to them and they were able to like explain them back to me even better than i could say it they're just uh well-spoken, well-read in some cases, uh, passionate about their ideas, confident, but they don't need to go around telling everybody. Yeah. There, well, there's a multitude of things we could say about that individual. Yeah. They're, they're a special human being. There's no doubt about that. Um, the, the ability to be, stay positive at all times too. And all, you know, this is another shout out to the, to the military. I know I can be hard on the military sometimes too, in my thought process, but, um, you know, there's, I am, through, I don't know why EverQuest has made this relevant to me, but uh, it has made me ha- having a reappreciation for the people that dis- decide to do that. Um, and they put their lives and they put their, not just their actual physical lives, but you know, they're, they're deciding to do that as a part of their life. Um, I don't know. It means a lot to me and, and it makes me really happy that we have that sort of, those sort of people in our military with that sort of mindset um, going into situations where it's in the, they're going to be extremely difficult um, decisions right. that have to be made. Extremely smart, thoughtful people, right? Zayda and the person we're alluding to here. And, you know, that's different than the image that we get on in shows where everybody's a grunt or whatever, or just trained to kill. And it's nice to see that these people are extremely thoughtful, extremely intelligent. Yeah, it's, it makes me have hope. And, uh, the, the same, the same with the younger generation, like, and, and then that, that includes my daughter's generation and the way that they're already, they're already so far past the conversations that we have right now. They just look at us like, what, what are you talking about? doesn't matter if we use a pronoun, go like, what are you talking about? Go to, go talk about your participle phrase or whatever else you want to get into your prepositions. I don't, this is stupid. I do have something I don't get about pronouns. And that is why say two words, he, him. 
she, her, them, they. Have you ever heard anybody say, I'm a uh, he, she? Why do you say both? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I asked Eric this, and he said there's no point other than it sounds good. He's like, it just rolls off the tongue way better. I think it comes down to the individual and whether or not they want to be. From what I understand, the people that I know who have transitioned, they may still want to identify as both from what they were to what they are or invite or reverse. And that is a part of the reason for that naming of them. But here's the thing for me. I don't care what you want to be called. I really don't. You just got to tell me. And then I, you know, you're going to give me some time to remember to do it and then I'll do it. And I don't care. And if I make a mistake, it's not because I'm not trying to call you that thing. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. I, I don't care. It's just a perception thing at that point. And if I misperceive my bad, but then tell me what you want. Yeah. Well, you know what I want, Sean? I want to talk about some gosh darn I request. That was on purpose, Satan. That's my notebook here with my papers. Can we not? This feels like an old episode, Sean. We're getting into it. Okay. Well, what are we getting into? I just want everybody, every time somebody knows a boomer that dies, just post a heart in our Discord, oh, please. God damn. <laughs> Seriously morbid. Both my parents are alive, by the way, to put this in a Like, why is he? Wait till his parents die. He's not going to be saying this. I'm sorry. I apologize to the person who lost their boomer parent last week. I'm a shithead. I know. It's just, I feel like we need to fucking change as a nation and the snake needs to finish digesting this basketball. Basketball. It's almost fucking done. It's almost yeah. fucking done. He's, you're legitimately trying to replay out the children of the corn. That's what's happening here, folks. Really? I've never seen that movie. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, they're fucking watching Fox News and Adam Walsh and telling us not to let kids trans America. This shit is fucking ridiculous, Sean. Yeah, but some people watch CNN and believe their shit too. And so isn't it just as fucking vile? Like, don't we just need to get rid of all that bullshit and like yeah. go and talk to the people, like let the yeah. experts be fucking experts and believe the experts. Let's and if you want to believe in shit, that, if you want to believe in shit, that's like that there's no way to prove like religion or any of that. I'm fine with it. Go believe in whatever spiritual stuff you no, want, but then don't. you can't put it on anybody else. You can't expect nobody. anybody else. Nobody else. It's your own bullshit. Look, that's your stuff. You got to handle your own stuff when it comes to that. It can't be put anywhere else on anybody else. Well, God damn it, Sean, you just opened a can of worms there because that's what's going to happen when the boomers die. Their core constituency, the religious right, which isn't all Republicans, but it's a very, very, very important part. A lot of those old fuckers are going to die. And then what's going to happen? Now, th this is what happens in democracies when power gets lost when power starts to shift when it starts to be uh like at a large level power is moving this is what it feels like this is what it looks like so many old people are about to start dying so fucking many <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna start like now god damn it jeff uh you i'm gonna throw a rock at your car there aren't very many of us, Sean, us Gen Xers. We're like the small little pebble in the snake. But before us, there's this fucking basketball, and it's about to shit it out. And I don't know what's going to fucking happen, Sean, but I'm very intrigued. I don't know, but everybody else that's like 10 and 20 years younger, can you guys just really work hard so I can retire, please? No, Sean, we can't count on our Social Security. We can't count yeah. on that shit. Oh, yeah, sure we can. We don't even know if America's going to be a fucking nation in 30 years. Shit changes, oh, you know? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm, no, you're right. Every nation that's ever existed has continued to exist in perpetuity. Borders have never changed. Maps have never changed. The power in the world has never changed. You're right. We took the power from England, what, like 
50 years ago, there's no chance that somebody's going to take it from us. No chance. We got it forever. Let's get into some fucking EverQuest, everybody. Everybody, within the next 30 years, you're going to all fucking die, and your, the economy is going to break, and we're not going to be a superpower anymore, and oh my God. And well, I see, you're looking at the bad side of it. All this could be fucking great, everything I'm saying. Yeah, but in 30 years? Think about what you're saying. What, let's, just, let's just put it militarily for one second. How close does the rest of the world come to our what we have, just this our country, to what we have? Okay, what if you see you're no, 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 assuming just, I, no, 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 you're making you an assumption. That. No, 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 you're I'm making, not making an assumption. That's truth. Let's look at the entire world's military compared to ours. I'm talking the entire world right now, right? Right, right. Does no, it match up? Nope, not even close. Is it is it even half? Sean, will you please relax? No, because in 30 years, no, I'm just gonna tell you. I'm just gonna tell you, Kim Jong-un and China and Russia are gonna get together and they're gonna quadruple the size of their armies and all their airplanes and their navies. And then they're going to take over America. That's what's going to happen. Okay, cool. So it's also possible that uh, things happen internally, right? That, that our enemy doesn't have to be an external enemy. It could be an internal enemy. We could see our borders change by adding territory. For example, it doesn't always have to be a country coming and attacking us. As a matter of fact, a lot of times the biggest superpowers in the world fall apart from within, not from outside. looking at Rome. I'm looking at you, Rome. Looking at you, Rome. Which Rome, right? We think of Rome. Rome lasted for so long and there was the democratic Rome and then there was the fucking uh, Julius Caesar room, which was not democratic. I'm pretty sure it's still there too. Yeah, it's still there. Oh my gosh. We ready to talk some fucking EverQuest, Sean? I don't know. I certainly hope so. I got some things that we've, there's some exciting things that have happened. So many exciting things. I have a list from here. You want to start with one? See if it's on the old list. Well, let's preempt all this stuff by saying that the expansion comes out. What is it next week? A uh, week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Do you know the actual date? Mm, 26th, maybe. And so we all know you've been really practicing a lot. You've been throwing a lot of stuff in and, and there's a lot of stuff that you can give out information wise publicly. And so I know you've got, you've come together today with like a list of things, like checklist of right. things that you're going to need to do in order to speed up your time for this. Right. And that's kind of why we're putting this episode out like right before you right. guys go and do this, like this big launch day. Right. Yeah. I don't know when this episode's publishing, but I can't talk about shit about how we do it. Um, so well, this is something I've been noticing lately and even talking to our friends on, you know, and in, in our regular chat, they're like, yeah, yeah, I can't share any of that with you. And you're trying so hard to get it. And so now I'm wondering, is Zade, is Zade like asking you to go do some figuring out from other people? Is that what's no. going on there? You know, I don't believe no. you for a second. Let everybody know what's happening here. So we have the new expansion coming out and in our guild, the faceless uh, groups uh, form to practice for lunch. Because uh, on this one in particular, if you're one of the first 10 groups to like finish the flag mission, you get a flag. You get something that's like, hey, I was the first, like a character name or whatever. I don't care about this fucking shit, Sean. <laughs> it's called a title, I think. And then, yeah, you're the I've, only one I've that ever I've literally that title. never used a title in EverQuest. And anytime I take those tests that figure out like what motivates you, trophies and titles are always at the very bottom of my list. Not only do I not like them, I think they're gauche. I think they're like self-aggrandizing. I think they're bullshit. I don't like titles. I don't like awards. 
and shit like that. And so I'm in this group where I'm with people who like fucking care about it. And they're putting in the fucking hours, Sean. Like I've put in personally maybe 12 hours. And there's some people in my group who have put in like 30 just to make sure we can do this launch like well. And I don't like it fucking at all. I'm not going to do this again. And it's not that it's just not for me is what it is. Like I, it's not how I play the game. This is one thing I've been learning more and more. Everybody plays this game differently. And it's not like candy crush where you have to play the, everybody has to play the game the same way. You just go to the next level and bing, bing, bong. Since this is an open world game, like everybody plays it in a different way. Like the way I've been playing it lately is I've been exploring old world dungeons that give me no XP and no loot just to explore them. Just to fuck or totally fuck around. That's the way I've been enjoying the game lately. Some people enjoy it by getting uh, uh, expansion first titles so they can be like, I got the title. You know, some people enjoy it by becoming chrono lords. Like, right. Shout out to Serb out there every day. He's like, guys, chrono popped up 5% today. I've done 22 trades. I've turned it into equipment then back to chrono, right? Everybody has their way. They like to play the game. And I'm with a bunch of people who like to play the game by being the ones who do it first. It's very obvious that's what they enjoy. They like being first. They're the that pack dog that wants to be first. They're very competitive people. And I'm totally a fish out of the water in the group, I think, because I really could care less. As a matter of fact, and you know this about me, if we don't come first, I've already like prepared my fucking giggle <laughs> just because it's so meaningless. Who gives a fuck? Oh, my God. If you guys aren't one of the 10, I cannot fucking wait to hear that podcast. <laughs> So we got our time down to like this ridiculously low number. These guys that I'm with will like literally test for an hour just to figure out how to skip one trash mob. Like it's the amount of precision we have this thing down to and skipping mobs and doing every trick in the book that's legal. Like it's ridiculous. Like we, it's such a science we have it down to. It's honestly very impressive. But from my perspective, it's all like, is a squeeze worth the juice or whatever? You know, like, what am I doing this for? For a fucking server first title? I don't get it. Yeah, that's why you're doing it. That is exactly why you're doing it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. it, man. <laughs> no, that that. Is. Well, you're going to be, you're going to be one of the people that gets it done first. And then you're going to be like, Ooh, that was awesome. And then you'll think about it. You'll talk about it on the podcast. I'm going to make a prediction. Yeah. I'm going to make a prediction that you actually end up using that title and that you actually, at some point kind of enjoy the fact that you got it. I'm sure I'll have some enjoyment. Everything's a grayscale, right? I'm gonna have, I've already had moments of pride. Last time when we came in with our number, we finished ridiculously low. And I had pride for like 10 minutes, but it didn't offset the, you know, three hours of I just want to go to fucking bed right now. Like, what are we fucking doing? They're trying to figure out how to save 15 seconds off of skipping this mob. And I give no fucks. You know what I mean? So, so if I was a sound editor right there, I would capture what you just said, which is that everything's a grayscale and I would fucking use that so many times against what you say. <laughs> I would just hold on to that one and just wait. And I could use it at least 30 times an episode. I, I do believe things are grayscale, but again, with the stats background, there's this thing where like, when you look at a population of people and they like 62%, let's say do a thing, that's like Here a significant go. fucking number. And <laughs> right. you can it's, start generalizing at that point. No, These things are not a scale. Then it's not a gray scale. If, as soon as you start to generalize, it's no longer gray. It's like, nope, I'm making a decision no, and it's very that, cut and dry. That's your mind that's processing it as you can't see it as a gray scale. It's like, Here's a good example. It's like how people are fucking stupid shits with the uh, polls, the election polls. Mm -hmm. Let's say there's an election poll that comes out that says there's a 
59% chance the Republican's going to win. And then let's mm-hmm. say the Democrat wins. You know what? A bunch of idiots are going to be like, polls are broken. It said the Republican was going to win. Didn't you fucking hear the percentage, you idiot? It's like when Trump won, like 538 gave him a one in three chance to fucking win. And then he won. And everybody's like, oh, the polls were wrong. Nobody picked him to win. It's fucking percentages. You fucking idiots. He, they gave him a one in three chance to win. You know how fucking often a one in three chance happens? You know how fucking often that is? It was not at all unexpected that Trump won in a way if people knew how to read fucking statistics. So what then define grayscale for me. What do you mean? Define, define it for me. In your grayscale mind. for in you? Your, in your mind, what does it mean? It just means there's nothing's black and white in this world. Right. So how, how do you go from it being gray to it being completely understood? And then if it's not understood, then you get mad it's at not, everybody it's else not for it not being understood, understood. But you can make assumptions. Once you understand big number and big data, like you can start to make assumptions, right? So, so then there's only certain people who can make the jump from it being gray to it being clear. Is that also true? I've definitely met people who can't make the jump. People who say, well, they said that Hillary had a 59% chance to, or a 66% chance to win, and Trump only had a 33% chance, and Trump won. So obviously, that so study then, was wrong. No, it's not fucking wrong. You don't understand grayscale. But then, it, then it's not gray at that point when it's clear, right? We've also agreed on that. If it's, if it's clear to you, then it's not gray anymore. It can't be, just by definition. Wait, you're, you're still talking in, no, I disagree with that statement because you're still talking in black and whites. Like I have to say it in a black and white way to you. No, I'm saying you can actually mix the two. You can make assumptions about groups based on trends and also know that nothing's black and white in this world. It's an assumption that might be wrong, right? It's like a betting assumption. It's like, I'm going to bet on this, that this horse is going to win because right, six times it, out of 10, it, it will. And if I keep it, betting on it, it will eventually pay out. But it might be wrong too, like you said, it might be wrong. And then you're so so you're the people that are seeing it as well. That doesn't make sense. You're saying that doesn't that you that they're silly and stupid. And then the ones that say no, I totally understand why it's possible. You're saying yeah, no, you get it. Yeah, it's just a, a matter of repeating the experiment over and 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 over again, and realizing that yeah, Trump did win one out of three times. And just because you only saw one result, because we only spun the dice one time. You think the result's fucking crazy. Well, imagine if we ran it a thousand times, right? And yeah, yeah, Hillary wins two out of three times, but Trump wins one out of three, and that's pretty fucking likely. Do you remember that, Sean, when everybody was like, oh, all the polls were wrong. Nobody said Trump could win. That's not what they fucking said. They said he was going to win one out of three times. Yeah, of course I remember. Fucking goddamn it, Sean. Stats, getting a degree in statistics has turned me into a prick, Sean. People don't fucking understand percentages. No, I think it's just human that we're, you, you are holding two things that are actually not possible to be true together. You're, you're holding them together. You know, they say that's what artists can do. They can hold two things that are conflicting uh, truths and hold them both at the same time. Well, they can't actually do it, but they certainly think they can. Well, you think they can't. <laughs> but that's a statement I've heard about artists that they can believe one thing and the exact opposite at the same time and realize that Mm -hmm. is also true. Okay. It's like a perspective. It's like a watcher, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, instead of a participator, it's like a watcher observer type of thing. Sure. All right, Sean, are we ready to talk some fucking EQ again? Yes. I'm I'm a Buddhist Christian, so I know exactly what you're talking about. There you go. What a Buddhist Christian. I was told that if I was a religion, I would be Buddhist. Uh Uh-huh. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know much about Buddhism. I, I, I believe that like we're all on a 
like a canoe going down a river and we don't have much choice, you know, cause the river's pushing us and we're supposed to kind of enjoy the ride. And I've been told that's a little Buddhist. I don't know. Hmm. God damn it, Sean. Ugh! We're going to have to do three hours just to get through all this shit. Seriously. Can you hurry up, please? No, I don't think I can. So we talked about the test server about how I don't want to do it anymore. And Hey, the world needs competitive people, Sean. I'm not saying that these people I'm grouping with, they're playing the game wrong or that I don't like them. Honestly, I'm fucking so glad they're in the guild, right? These are the people who figure out how to master a raid before we go on it. But yeah, uh, you're, you're just saying you're not going to do it again, man. I just want to be in fucking marketing, man. I just want to be over here making some art with you. Maybe we draw a person in the guild every once in a while. I don't like being a part of this. Like it, it, it never worked for me in team sports either, Sean. Back in the day, I was always in the individual sports, the team stuff, and the pure pressure within a team. That shit, oh man, I could never handle it. I just don't think I'm cut out for it. Yeah, I could see that. I'll bet you you go back and do it again, though. I might, but it's probably going to, I'm going to need a little break, though, I think. I'm yeah, gonna, it's usually, I'm gonna it's, usually a break. A, it's usually about as much time as the expansion takes, generally. We will see. Well, what I told you, Sean, actually, I, I came to you like two weeks ago and I said, Sean, I'm not doing an expansion without you. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that, Again, I think it's cycles. For you, I see it in cycles, as cycles. Mm -hmm. That's just where you're at right now. And about halfway through the expansion, you'd be like, I don't know. I'm kind of bored with this. I think I might do the, yeah, I know you can't do it, but I'm going to do it. And then you'll you know make what? fun of me because I can't make a decision that far out because of multiple reasons. And then, well, that's why you don't get a group. <laughs> and that's why well, I have to do it. And I go, okay, no problem. You can't expect Whatever. other people to commit to your group when you can't give them an answer until about a week no. before the expansion. No expectations. Season. I don't have those expectations. Yeah. So that's, we that's, that's you. just when you're like, why a, can't I get in a group? We're like, yeah, because you wouldn't commit to anybody. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I don't have that. I don't have that as an option, unfortunately. Yep. So test server, new expansion coming out, uh, lots of Luckland looking stuff in the new expansion. And uh the raid zone looks pretty cool. It has like red grass and like constellation uh machines. That well, looks like pretty neat. It's a small expansion, everybody. A small expansion coming up. Yeah, I, I'm still enjoying this one that we're on. It's, it's, I'm, you know, it's getting to the end of its enjoyment, but really great expansion. I have uh, several things I still want to do in the current expansion, and I'm personally not in a hurry for a new expansion because I have a lot of things I still currently want to do. But it seems like a lot of people just want. What is it with? God damn it. Here's me being argumentative again. Why does everybody just want to go into fucking Frostcrypt Raid and farm those fucking things? There's so many things to do in this game, and that's what like everybody wants to do. Or maybe it's just people in our guild. and Or maybe it's not even that. Maybe it's just people in our circle. But it seems like everybody just wants to get flagged to go into Frostcrypt 1. And uh, like we haven't we've barely, like we've never gone and XP'd in Ashen Gate. Not once, for example. But everything seems to be focused on this one area. Um because I think most people are trying to get their alts geared out and that's the best way to do it without spending money. Yeah, I think it's the without spending money part that I don't get because a lot of times these are people who are like, I have 15 chrono. I'm like, well, then why the fuck are we here? <laughs> you have 15 chrono? Why the fuck are we farming this bullshit? Yeah, it's, the, yeah, it's Chris Rock and I'm going to get you sucker. He's like, uh, fuck the cup port in my hand for a dime. He tries to get change for a hundred. That's what it feels like sometimes. When somebody's like, oh, I don't know if we should uh, roll that out. It's worth 50K. Maybe we should split. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, Mr. 15 Chrono? 
<laughs> Cheese and rice. We're arguing over a fucking dollar bill here. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel necessarily that way about it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. But anyway, I think that's a lot of what it comes down to is people see money in there. Uh, but the XP is shit. The poll rates are shit. And you can get money in other places, in my opinion. Now, gear isn't even the best right now. I think it's cultural, personally, which has come down in price significantly. Yeah, no, it's not a bad time to move on to cultural, that's for sure. But then again, uh, it's about two weeks away from upgrades, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do uh, any more armor. I'm not buying anything now. I'm just waiting for the new shit. I did buy a piece of Fabled gear yesterday, Sean. Should we tell people about the Fabled, my fox? Yeah, that's been super fun, too. We we uh, hooked up with Shanks the other day, and we went in at the end of our one of our sessions, and we just kind of looking for something to do and there was just the three of us left and so we decided to go to what north tov yeah we did north tov that was fucking tighter than tight right it was pretty great there's just a ton of dragons in there that are fabled and um Santalak. remember fighting Santalak with them outside the fabled Santalak? <laughs> yeah so we're fighting Santalak, and you know we're getting our butts handed to us honestly um that was not an easy fight and like right as we were realizing we're probably gonna die we're running out of mana we've done everything we can kind of do to prolong the fight here comes the cavalry like how many faceless showed up just literally out of the blue right at the moment they needed to and helped us kill this dragon it was pretty awesome yeah it was somebody's box crew i think it might have been kung lo his, yeah, his six box crew literally logged in right next to us fighting Santalak. Now, this is the fabled Santalak, everybody. We're in the um, anniversary period right now for EverQuest. Sixth anniversary is what we're getting to experience right now. And uh, even though it's not the six, but we're on a TLP, so they're kind of taking that progression that way. Um, and during this period, mobs in Classic, Kunark, and Velius can pop as a fabled version. The name will be the same except for a fabled will be before the name so instead of tracking on it we'll say a fabled tracking on and they're much harder and they drop the same gear with the word fabled in front of it that will have like an upgrade so for example the fungi tunic you can get a fabled fungi tunic that has way more hit points and way more manner or hit point regen but it has a required level on it bam, bam. so in some cases this fabled gear isn't good because it has required level plus we're on this server uh mischief where the loot flows and so in general this loot's a little bit of a letdown other than it's just cool right like the other day i got a <laughs> fabled frost bunny hat from <laughs> it's just there's some cool little shit yeah there's cool stuff in there for sure and i think there's a few pieces that are no level requirements of course those will be highly sought after um, I believe it's the shield from uh, Fedor is the number one item. It's going for two million, I want to say, or is it two hundred thousand? I can't remember. I think it's two million, and that's a really good shield with really good stats with no level requirement. Whereas some of this fable does have a level requirement. Yeah, so it's just more fun stuff to give to your um, characters you're building up from the get go. I think that's really what it's about. Which, speaking of Shinks, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do the alt thing, and I'm kind of a. Uh, I'm kind of feeling that I made the bard, but then like I've had these situations where like, I'll get all this gear and then I'll be like, Oh, I'll make an alt. And so I make the alt and I'm like, I'll give all the gear to the alt, but then I never play them. Or if I do play them, I'm like, what am I doing? I just go back to Godric. And again, this is a, one of those things where everybody plays a game differently. I'm sure there's some people out there who all they do is make new alts, give them fucking sweet gear. And then maybe they get to level 30, get bored and start over again. 
Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure that happens. And once you get into the, I'm going to have my own group and then you get a lot more done that way. But yeah, I would now with grasshopper and I think I tanked the, I tanked Kanger and I tanked, uh, what was the other one we did the other day? Um, well, you were tanking the sleeping giant a little bit, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of that, I've, uh, like, I never want to insult the new <laughs> tanks hanging with us. But as a healer, I notice what tanks are better than other tanks. It becomes very obvious based on how easy it is to heal them. Right? Yeah. Like, for example, Doomsday has been maybe the easiest person for me to ever heal. Next to, there was a fucking paladin we played with a little bit. And he kind of came in for a minute and then he was gone. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? But paladins and SKs, who are fucking really good and really geared out, um, I find are just the easiest classes to heal, for example, better than warriors in groups. Um, but uh, lately we, you know, we're playing with people who have been making alt tanks, whether it be warriors or SKs, usually one of those two, even you've made an SK, Sean. And every single time, if one of those characters goes down in a fight as the tank, then grasshopper steps in and usually fucking tanks better. <laughs> And it's again, it's not an insult to them. It's more of a compliment to Grasshopper, like fully geared out, tons of AAs. Like he can just, he can't hold aggro, but he can fucking tank, man. Nah, he's pretty good now. He's pretty good. I got to admit. And I did um, uh, at the end of the raid on Thursday, a Brummel's dropped, and I, I ended up getting that Brummel's. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't realize how good they actually were. They're, they're better than the uh, Epic. I, it's not close, actually. And I heard there's also something coming out that if we get to see the Velius Fabled mobs, or I'm sorry, the Luckland Fabled mobs, there's uh, the Fabled Dark Hand Wraps. Apparently, that's a good thing for monks. Yeah, I mean, I still use my Dark Hand Wraps because it gives you the plus five modifier, but it'll update the stats apparently to closer to what the your you know your current gear is, and at that point in time, they're absolutely wearable. So that'll that'll be a one I'll definitely be targeting. I'm sure everybody will be targeting that. Another interesting thing about Fabled mobs, everybody, is that uh, they don't count towards your hunter kill. That's one of the reasons I go back to these old zones is I just have fun killing everything and trying to get hunter achievements, like I did it with Carnor's Castle the other day. Still missing a couple. But um, yeah, if you kill the fabled version, it doesn't count towards Hunter, interestingly enough. Another anniversary thing they're doing right now is uh, experience potion pots. You can get a stack of 10, 30-minute uh, double-year experience potion pots, which is excellent. That's very, very good for those of you who haven't played in a while. It's like about as good as it can get. Like if you were to buy that from the store, they charge you like fucking 50 bucks or something. Like this is a fucking nice item. And you can get it just by collecting these uh, collectors. They're called like collectors stump, collectors gland, collectors silk, uh, all around Kunark, and then handing the 10 in to a person that's at the uh, Wizard Spire in Dreadlands and get your potions. You can only do it once, apparently. Somebody's tried to like see if they can do it twice, and you cannot. I'm going to do that quest today. And again, Sean, you can just buy the shit. If you're like... because. It's going to take a lot of time to run around. And if time is not what you have a shitload of, like people are just selling all these things for like 5K a piece. So you could literally just for 50K, buy everything, turn it in and be done. Just something to yeah, consider. I'm going to do that. Another thing for those of you out there, and it's probably honestly too late by the time this posts, but you know, one thing I think about these podcasts is, yeah, a lot of people listen to them when they come out, but I constantly hear people who jump in and start from the beginning. Like people are going to listen to these 
you know, in the future, like, and, uh, I think, you know, when other anniversary sets come out in the future, you know, this might be useful. You can just like farm a bunch of that shit and sell it too. It's really easy. They drop really commonly. Like I was killing a ton of giants in frontier mountains the other day for slayer. So I'm still trying to get that slayer achievement. And while I was in there, I literally got like 30 of those collector tub stumps that most people are trying to sell for like 10 K a piece. But I just put them all up for like 1K a piece just to fucking move them right away. And just a nice, another nice little way to make money, you know, just killing a bunch of grays. I got like 30K pretty easily. 30K. Yeah. Yep. All right, Sean. What else? Uh, well, rating in the, in the rating world, I took uh, the week off basically one Wednesday, Thursday. I was on vacation. Um, and then I came back from that and rated this week, Wednesday, Thursday, but we tested on Wednesday and then Thursday we did a new set of, um, killings. We stopped killing her all. Uh, we can do that in our one, one groups now, which we might even attempt this morning. We'll see. And uh, are we also done with, um, Amber or the one that Amber snow? Yeah, they told us a couple weeks back that we weren't going to do that anymore. So me I, and you got the fucking amber snout drop, amber snout drop on that last one too. We both I know. paid the DKP for the lore item. I did. I'm glad I did. I just need that one from Oblivion, and we're good to go. Oh, you got the other one? No, I'm still waiting for it, but it's roll now, so I'll, I'll get it eventually. I'm not okay. worried about it. Yeah, I've. Uh, it's funny when we get together in the morning with people. Uh, there's always this like push pull like i never want to recommend like what i want to do because i already play so much that like i've already got a lot of the shit done i do want to do but the two things i actually want to do with a group right now are farm the uh discs because there's a fucking tight aug we can get from this expansion if we just farm those king's discs and those warriors discs and stuff and they're not that hard to do as a group and i also want to um uh get that oblivion thing uh but again, when we all get together in the morning, all looking to do something, it's uh, it feels a little weird to be like, "Hey guys, let's go do Oblivion for Sean and I," you know, instead of doing something that everybody wants to do. But uh, I suppose that's the way it works. Sometimes we do their stuff. Sometimes we do ours. Like yesterday, we tried to get Serb a two dot orb, but that didn't work out on Forge. Yeah, it was a bad run actually. We didn't get much in that one. A couple nice augs, I guess, but nothing special. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We went on a run recently for uh, Saru, and we've talked on this podcast about how unlucky we've been with Saru. He always drops shit because he can drop three nice items, right? The Shrink Bracer, the Human Illusion, and the Ornate Bridal. Plus, he can drop a bunch of other things that you might be able to get like 50k for, but those are really the three prime items. And we've killed him, you know, like six times and never gotten shit. Well, this time we got two black bridles. I was able to send the white bridal back to and then we both got one which was really cool that that thing is it i don't know why but it does it definitely seems faster than when i ride the lion it's not but yeah <laughs> i know i know and that definitely feels like it no matter Can we how talk you about another it. stats thing that, that, that always bugs me yeah it's 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 the person playing um blackjack and then they get upset when somebody else does something at the table they're not supposed to guess what fuck face mcgee the random cards you're going to get off the top. Yeah. In this instance, we're like, I would have got that. And I got that instead, but guess what? It's fucking randomized every time. And you're just using anecdotal evidence. that didn't work out for you that time. It could have worked out great for you. It doesn't fucking matter if somebody sits down at your table and plays one hand and leaves. They didn't fuck your shit up. You superstitious sock wearing fuck. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that's definitely great. That seems that that's very gray. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep fucking playing. Just drink your fucking. No delineation made. Shut the fuck up and keep playing your fucking game. All right. I need it's a not against the rule. Lights. It's not against the rules for somebody to sit down with their Bud Light, right? And their trans t-shirt and play one game and then leave you. And I don't care if you fucking bust it out on that one hand or not. The card you're going to get off, get off the top is still fucking random. I don't know. Actually, in Texas, is it, or is it Florida? It might be Florida right now, or that might be illegal. Yeah, Florida's fucked, dude. Florida's the nutsack of the United States. I'm on fire today, Sean. You ever look at it, it looks like a hanging nutsack, like a really old person's nutsack, which works out because all the old fuckers go there. Don't, I, don't think I've, I don't think I can envision an old person's nutsack, I, but okay, I, I'll trust you. Oh, they're great. Have you ever seen old grandma's nutsack before? Mm. I like huh. dates and raisins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, let's do a little bit here. We haven't done a bit yet today. Let's do a little uh, Sean Shank Redemption. I, Satan, call this court to order. Is that him? Is that really the Sean executioner? Please stand for the judge. I didn't think he was real. The jury. His beard is even more majestic in person. The Sean executioner. Is he levitating? I said order. Oh my God, we're an hour in and we're starting the bits. Please, yep, come on. Let's do a Seriously? bit here. This one's from Ty Gaza. Sean, ogre blocking, i.e. an ogre intentionally or not standing in a choke point in a zone like Soul B, limiting access to parts of the zone or others. Is it just playing the game or should it be banned? Should they be kicked off? I would say it's just part of the game if some there was some way to move them or to uh, banned. I don't know about banned. I think maybe maybe it just someone should have to show up and tell them to move. Yeah, that should probably be regulated. I'll say it should be regulated. It should be regulated. Yeah, that needs to be regulated. What if they're put in that room for a day? I hear that uh, EQ used to have like a prison room for people who broke rules, and it was a small room they would teleport you to that had cats on all the walls. Just a picture of a cat on every wall, and you couldn't go anywhere. There's no doors. It's just a small room that they would teleport your character to. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, actually. That just seems weird. <laughs> I think that's fucking amazing. Like big, I would laugh brother. so hard if that happened to my character. I would just sit and look at the screen for a day and just fucking laugh. Oh, God. That's so funny that they do that. What if you're a character that can port? You just like lose your spell abilities? I don't know. It's never happened to me because I'm a good boy. I don't use eyes. You ever in those group where they're like, who has eyes? And then if somebody's like, not sure if they can say they have eyes because they don't know if who's listening. Like, I don't know who's listening. I don't know if I'm allowed to say I have eyes. Yeah. Sean, what are eyes? I don't know. I've never used them before. Sean, why is it that sometime when I'm in a raid and I put everybody in my extended targets, like everybody's one color except for like two people will be a different color. Their name will be a different color. I don't know. Maybe they are like they have been given an assignment by the raid leader. Maybe they're the main assist or the main tank or something like that. I'm not sure. I think it has something to do with role play or Anon. And honestly, I still don't understand what all that shit does. <laughs> I've just never used either of them. I, I'm, I'm always like uh, 
70 Cleric Godric in Zone from Faceless. I never use any of the Anon or Roll, and I don't honestly know the difference between them that much either. And I think one of them is causing that, though. Yeah, I think one of them makes you, an, obviously, anonymous to everybody. It just says that you don't know what guild or anything else, but your name will still appear and what class you are. Um, and then role play, I think, gives you a little bit more information, but I don't know. I have no idea. I think if you talk to the priest of Discord, you enter the role place simulation. Ha uh-huh. ha. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Turn your book in. Yeah, turn it in, bookie bookerhead. All right, let's see uh, Daniel T. Booker. Um, I wanted to correct. We had a guest on last week. Um, he was visiting me. I met him. When I worked at Intech Plastics in the window making biz, I met him at a conference and he's in the United States now. So I had him over last week and I believe he talked to you guys about Slayer achievements. He did make an error. He said you should go to do the um you should go do the DZ task, a plea for help to kill werewolves, because you can also get a, a worrying totem, a DA totem. You can actually get a water, water elemental mask, not a DA totem. And you could make the argument the mask is better because it probably sells for like three times as much. But just a little correction there. He, I didn't like him, Sean. I, w- I had to go back and listen to it. I know our, our audience hasn't heard it yet. It hasn't published. By the time people hear this, it will publish, obviously. But I went back and listened. And it's he's funny and all, but I honestly, I have a hard time when people give America a lot of shit, especially when Americans give America a lot of shit, because I've always been in the camp of like, where would you rather be? Like, I know we got problems, but like, look, we're trying to be America. We're trying to be the world's melting pot. That's not the easiest thing in the world to shove a bunch of cultures together and see if they can work it out under a de- democratic Republic. It's not easy what we're doing. We're not like 95% white, like fucking Sweden. Right. So we can't just be, Oh, be more like Sweden. Yeah. Well, they are not doing what we're doing. Right. And so I'm a big fan of America and I was just, he's funny, but I was a little upset when he just seemed like he had nothing good to say about America. I mean, I just, I, if the, I would say that guy better never meet up with me on the streets anywhere here. Wow. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to meet me if I were that guy. In what person. are you, you going to, according to the way he talked, you'd probably have like a gun or maybe some ranch sauce you would throw no, out? No, no, no gun. I'll just wait for the perfect moment to use uh, Tabasco in the nostril. I was going to say, you're not really that much of a fighter. I couldn't see you like decking them you know no, but the tabasco no. used to love when youtube first came out right and this was actually a period of time where me and you didn't talk as much like you had moved and you were fresh in your area over there but uh i remember talking to you and you being like i love these videos where people eat hot things are you still into that i remember for a period there you're like i can't get enough of these fucking things now nah, i'm over it yeah, we got over it pretty quick it, you know it's it was only funny when it was real and then it started being people that it was just obviously acting and stupid. Bakey but when like, yeah, when people were really doing like giant spoonfuls of cinnamon and, you know, just like stuff like that, it made me, I don't know, it made me crack up because I've, I've had similar situations occur in my life. So it was good stuff. But now you mostly just watch Mr. Beast, right? Because your mom watched Fox News and told you you can't watch Mr. Beast anymore. And so to be rebellious, you're just watching Mr. Beast all the time. I don't, he's the latest Joe Rogan for me. That's all I'll say. He's just whatever. I don't give a shit about Mr. Beast. <laughs> Listen to this, everybody. So I went to Sean. I'm like, okay, you know, cause us old people, we have a tendency to be like, everything new sucks. There's no good influences. Culture is shit. You know, our kids watch bullshit. Nothing's good. Everybody's got to, everybody's out to make money. Everything's tainted. 
And uh, so there's this Mr. Beast guy out there, everybody who like recently did a video where he paid for a thousand people to get their eyesight back. And so I took this to Sean. I'm like, all right, this guy's actually doing some good. Like we can look at this person and be like, he's a good entertainer for our children, right? He's doing good things. Nope. Sean immediately went to the, how much money is he keeping? How many, <laughs> you were just wanted to tear this guy down. And I get it, right? Anytime we're presented with a new figure in America who looks like they might be altruistic or somebody to listen to, right? A lot of times it doesn't turn out. And so your instinct immediately went to, let's find a way to figure out why we shouldn't trust this person, not why we should. It's not just any time, but whenever it is built through media and not word of mouth or not just your purely your actions, I don't buy it. Well, so he gave a thousand people their sight back. I think that's an action. And I think those thousand people are pretty happy. Did he publicize it? Yes. Yeah. He has to make money to make the next video, right? What if he's going to give yeah. 2,000 people their eyesight back? No, you're right. I mean, and being worth $1.5 billion is just like then. He's just, he's just giving it all back, guys. Come on. See, so where is the line, Sean? When is somebody a good guy? Where is the line for what? Can you not I, be an entertainer who gives all your money back you and know, be I, a good I, guy? I, absolutely. I think that's absolutely possible. Mr. Beast, everybody, the new president of America, he has said, uh, everybody should pay attention. He said that he is going to run for president as soon as he can. I know you're like, ah, who cares? But the kids fucking love him. He's the number one, number one uh, personality on YouTube. And when I say that, I mean, you know, there's other channels on YouTube that are like, whatever, Sony, Disney, like corporations. But when it comes down to one entertainer, He's there. And if you're not sure who he is, go check out Matt Walsh. Uh, he's a super cool guy, Matt Walsh, or maybe Ben Shapiro, another super cool little guy. And uh, they are railing right now about how he, uh, you should not let your kids watch him because he's defending trans people, that son of a fuck. I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't, that's great. I don't care what he does. No, Sean, rip stuff. him down. Rip him apart, Sean, please. I think no. we should rip this guy down. I don't think so, but this, the, I think that where people are missing out on this part of the conversation is that this all initiated from you coming from a place of eat the rich and then throwing this guy at me and saying, and my argument at that time was, yeah, but there's people who are rich who he's, do good things and, you're, and you were like, exactly. So here we go. Then he's not he's rich. Not rich. So he's my not question I'm talking about, right. So then there's not rich. There, here's that gray scale not being gray. So uh, that's where that's where this argument actually came from. Now we're at a place where you're taking my stance and saying, well, no, they can do good. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been saying the whole time. That's my That was my original argument. Now you're agreeing with me. Right. My argument is that there's about 50 people in the United States who own half the country as far as money goes. Uh, the Waltons. So how many, how many years away is he from being one of those people? I don't know. He's not one of those yet, so I'm not going to assume he's going right, to be. But how, so let, why not? I'm, Let's I'm, look at your grayscale. Let's look at your grayscale. Well, what, how much money had, did he make to five years ago? I don't know. How much was he worth? Was he worth $1.5 five years can ago? You, no. Can you please relax, Sean? I'm going to need you to take down your voice just a little bit. No, I can't. And then now he's worth $1.5 which is probably in a very small amount of time, he's gone from $50 million to $1.5 So is the truth here you don't have an opinion? You're just trying to prove that my original opinion is contradictory? 100%. Okay, so what's your opinion? That there are wealthy people who can do good things with their money. And is he one of them? I don't know. He might be. It seems like he's doing good things, like the, like the curing the blind people, 100% good, right? 
But to me, it gets shady once you start to publicize it and then say, well, I'm using that to, I'm selling this, right? So that yeah. I can do something good again. That to me is the shady part. It's like, yeah. you and, know, and you're that, not alone there. There's a million people who are ripping on him for the same reason, making fun of him for publicizing, giving people their site back. So that very, very understandable. It's a extremely normal response. I think like, why right. is this person being so good? Well, and not only that, but then I would go to, and I, and maybe he is doing this completely autonomously and has no idea over who the people he's choosing are. But I, that's the other piece that I would want to know. How are you choosing? Are you going to the, like the poorest of the poor, the people who there's no way they could possibly ever afford this and making sure that they're the ones that are getting it? Are you doing it in a specific state or place? How are you making that decision? How is that influenced? And yeah, so ultimately he, he did like a hundred people in the United States. Then he went to third world countries and did the rest, I believe. Yeah. So that's, that's, oh, by the way, third world countries I've learned is not what we say anymore. My son's oh. taught me, we call them developing countries. Oh, okay. All right. Learning stuff here, everybody. But yeah, so I think that was just uh fun to, uh, I, and you do this with me, Sean, right? You are a, um, you're a debater. You like to be devil's advocate. You will generally take the opposite opinion somebody has, I think just to get them to think. Well, you feel like your start, brother in that sense. Whenever I hear ultimatums, whenever I hear it go from being a grayscale to being black and white, that's where I start to go. Ah, you really should think about that. Okay, so what is uh, what is it about uh, him that worries you? I'm not saying you. he's a god or that he's a perfect person, but he's on a grayscale. He's better than most entertainers that I've ever seen. I don't, I don't, maybe, I mean, compared to who do you want to compare it to? And it, it comes Just down the to average, few, okay. the average it, entertainer. It comes down to a few different things and I, we're so far off track right now, but it comes down yeah. to a few different things, a couple different things for me, right? The motivation behind what you're doing, right? That that's something we'll never actually know, but I think you can ascertain some of that by looking at what the person's actual actions are, right? I think that's the only way the words are great. And, and, and fantastic, but they are often misleading. So you got to look at right. what they're actually doing, right? And, and that's a good thing for him because he uses very little words. Even when he starts a video, he doesn't talk about why he did or anything like that. He just jumps right into it and starts, you know, curing their blindness. So I think that's a, that would be a plus for him in my opinion. He doesn't talk about, a lot about what he's going to do. He just does it and then does another video and then does another video. And every once in a while, somebody will interview him to be like, are you for real? It's just like you're doing now. And then he'll try to explain himself. So there's all of that stuff. And then there's what you're taking out of that. Like, again, the motivation behind why you're doing it, right? So what are you getting from this? Why are you continuing to want to do it, right? Um, and then if you're, uh, for me, as if you're looking at the whole thing and trying to make a, a judgment on whether or not uh, the it, it's, I guess, you know, viable or worthwhile or um, good, then you have to see... For instance, is giving a Ferrari to somebody a good thing? Hmm. I guess so. I mean, in, in a lot of ways, again, you say, okay, so who are the people you're choosing? Why are you giving it to this person? Can the person even pay the tax on that car when you give it to them? Right? Like, what's the thought process here? Are they really going to keep that car? Is it just going to be something that's actually detrimental to them because you gave them this? And and then, I, I, I don't know. It, 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 is that just... Is that just purely a picture of capitalism, which is what you're really trying to rail against, and then you're using to actually do exactly what you're doing, and then you're publicizing that and railing against that at the same time, saying, "Hey, but that's not what I really am." But that is exactly what you're doing. That's the part that I. That's the part I get the most. We sound so like embittered and old, like we've been burned so many times, that we just don't fucking trust anything. Well, that's what it, <laughs> with with social when it comes. That's why I say it. Like when it comes to like that that 
high end of a public, like publicizing yourself, you're right. Because the people that honestly do that the most are actors and actresses, right? The, the famous folks and politicians. And what have we found out about those folks in the recent times is that mostly it's a facade, right? They're building this character for you to see so that you can like them. It's, and then yeah. it gets and then it gets monetized, right? Taking them down. Let's take down the entertainers, man. It's like it's like they want to entertain us for money. Those fucks. You got it. Right? How dare they? Right? How dare they? I would right. rather go. I, you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather go catch a fish, fucking rip up its mouth, and chuck it right back in. That's how I get entertained. <laughs> no, but you're, you're, you're right, and you're. You're only commenting on things that we've talked about before too, which is that like, you, if it's entertainment, right, and that's what we're seeing it as, then, then is it philanthropy, or is it entertainment? If it's philanthropy, then why are you talking about it? Why are you publicizing it? Why are you rooting your own, what tooting your own horn, right? If it's philanthropy, just go do it. Just go do Habitat for Humanity, or go and do home like feed the homeless and the shelters, or right, give them money to a place that's. Why not give? Yeah. Uh, the, the money that would have given for that Ferrari to a church or uh, I mean, Mr. Anything Beast, that's gonna... you piece of shit, give money right? to churches. Mr. God damn Beast. it. God damn it. We need more religion in this world so we can focus on stuff like why are boys wearing skirts and dancing around like they're women? We got to put also, an end to this shit. I bet you, if you look and see where the LASIK surgeons were like the company that it came from and why did he invest all that money in that company right, right before he went no. and fixed all those yeah. people's eyes, that's messed up, dude. You are so, you are such a bitter old man. You're and like then, two steps away from sitting on a couch yelling at Fox News all day. And then you create restaurants, a hundred restaurants. That son of a bitch. Right. Fuck him. But it's not because I, I you're like famous. You've, you've convinced me. I don't like it's, this guy. He's up it's to not something. Because, it's not because you're famous. It's because you, you make, it's because you hate Wahlburgers and you'd want to compete with them. They no, have a really I, strong competition with each other. I think it's because I'm, I'm, I'm a traditionalist and you just tr stop trying to step on McDonald's. I actually think you are a bit of a traditionalist, right? And that, again, that's like fits with like our personalities a little bit. Cause I constantly like to change. And I think your traditionalism is a good balance. Like for as progressive as, and stuff as some of your ideas are, I think at the end of the day, you like kind of traditional stable things. I don't mind change. I think change is necessary. I think it's good. I just think that, oftentimes it's expected to happen at a rate that's impossible. I think a lot of times that's what society is, is half of society trying to pull us forward and half like being like, hold on, we're not ready for that yet. Sometimes I think that communism in Russia was just like an experiment too soon. Like we weren't ready for it. Like we didn't have the internet, like we couldn't handle it. It just got so we tried to push forward society too quickly and it super exploded. And the people at the top of the socialism, the Stalins and those guys completely abuse their power because there's no transparency. But yeah, I, th I think you're right. Sometimes we do push forward too quickly and we're just not ready for it. Like, so I, you know, I think about AI and how that's going to change everything. We weren't ready for it until we had the internet because the internet is basically the AI's dinner plate to eat up every little bit of information to understand how we operate. And so, yeah, and I do think that's true that sometimes we push, we push it a little too hard. And that's what conservatives are here for a lot of times is to be like, slow down we, we, things need to be like they were in the forties, right? Man's the head of the family, you know, it's, let's go back to traditions. Boys don't wear skirts and, and sing, you know, 
tradition, Sean. And then if, when, once we have tradition, you stop freaking everybody in the society out because they see what they expect to every day. They see the boys wear jeans, right? And that's what they expected to see when they went out to the door. So their life isn't fucked up, right? Their, their life is going according to plan. But then as soon as they go out the door and they see uh, one wearing a dress or, oh, God forbid, you know, somebody their own age range wearing a dress and they think they're attractive for a second because they look at their butt and then they're like, oh, my God, that was a guy. And it fucking freaks them out. Next thing they think they got to get rid of all these people. Sorry, Sean, I'm a little hung up on this trans stuff now. It's starting to piss me off. Like the whole we hate trans people thing started with Republicans. It's it's weird. They're like, okay, we no longer hate people of color. We now hate people with different sexual orientations. And it's just starting to make me mad. I just can't wait for all the boomers to die, Sean. Yeah, no, I know. And I'm asking you to be careful with your decision making. Don't base it on one thing that one person does or that you agree with that person on. So simultaneously think that they're just excellent because of it. That oh, because well, Mr. Beast for me has been like this journey. It all started with I heard there was this guy on YouTube who was the number one YouTuber, and I knew Eric was really into him, so I watched one, and I was like, "This shit's fake. There's no way he's giving away this shit." And Eric's like, "Nope, it's not fake." And then me and you talked about it about two years ago at the Thanksgiving table, and you're like, "Yep, it's totally fake. You know, adults are not to be trusted. I've been it's this old. I've been an adult, burned too many times. No, this has to be fake. There's no way he's giving this away." And then uh, it evolved for me when all of a sudden he did a video where he gave a thousand people his eyesight. And then there was a bunch of people who made videos like this son of a bitch is just doing this for publicity. And I'm like, you fucking Jesus Christ, like a thousand people have their eyesight now. What the fuck? Like how many entertainers out there are doing shit like this? And you're still going to try to rip this guy down like he's actually doing good. And us old fucks are still finding a way to try to rip this guy down. And then he comes out during all this transphobic shit, because one of his buddies is getting hormone therapy. And people are like, oh, this is going to ruin Mr. Beast, his friend's getting hormone therapy. And he came out and he said, it's not a problem. He's my friend. And I'm getting really sick and tired of all this transphobic stuff. And I just, everything, every time I go to look at him to be like, this guy's not to be trusted or this guy's wrong, he's impressed me. Yeah, that, that, that he, all those things can be true and that he can still be making money off what he's doing, right? All of that can yeah, be true. Yeah, and that's fine. And and right. to you to turn it to the argument of I don't like people who make money, you're wrong. And you're. I tried to clarify this again for you yesterday. I'm upset with the 50 people in America who own half the country. Those are the people. I'm, I'm not upset with fucking Shaquille O'Neal and fucking Oprah and Mr. Beast. I don't fucking care about these people, right? They, to us, they're super rich, but these are not the super rich people. It's the fucking Waltons. It's the fucking Elon Musk. It's Bill Gates. These are the people. It's the fucking trust fund kids from Procter and Gamble and from Johnson and Johnson. These are the people who have a hundred times more money than Shaquille O'Neal. Fuck you money that we don't even comprehend as a human. We can't understand how much money these people have. These are the people I'm concerned about that I think something has to change in America. So how much 50 people who own half, half the shit. How much philanthropy would they have to do in order for it to be equal in your mind? I mean, I'm one person, so I don't like the idea of like, I get to set the rule, but if you want me to throw a number out there, I'll just say, okay, how about a person can make, I don't know, fucking, this is me throwing out numbers, but you want me, you want to pin me in down the corner. Like, what is the number? So I'll do it. I'll give you a number. You can make, let's say fucking 3 million a year. And like, you can't be a dragon who sits on wealth and never puts it back into the system. So maybe you can sit on, like, you can't sit on a billion dollars. If anybody's sitting on a billion dollars, they should be thrown off their pile of money 
and that money should be redistributed. Wait, Socialism, so Jeff here says. But that, it, that, it's a number, but it's a way smaller number. It, billionaires, no thank you. That, so that, is, that, that does include your Oprahs and your, all your other folks that have made it, in, you know, according to you, legitimately or you know, whatever, however you want to say that. that yeah, people, a lot of times they're not sitting on that money like a fucking dragon, right? A lot of times they are running companies and their balance sheet actually isn't that high. Well, most of the time it's all speculative, right? It's not like most of those people don't have that money sitting in their house or in a bank somewhere. It's just, it's based on other things that they own, right? Or their, or their intrinsic right, like value. E empty apartment buildings, right? That nobody can live in because they're, it's their investment, you know? Sure. Or gigantic mansions where with 35 rooms that then they only have three people right. living there. So I don't know the numbers enough to sound super smart as far as like, what is the number? Because again, I'm not including Oprah and fucking Mr. Beast and the people I'm concerned with. They actually worked for their money. They have a team of people that they're paying. Well, I'm concerned no, about I these know. fucking dragons, especially the I trust understand. fund kids who never did a fucking thing. The Johnson Johnson kids sure, sure. who have what more if, what money if, than like what a if state. You found out, what if you found out that they were doing, that's what I'm asking you, if they did more philanthropy than Mr. Beast, right? Or Oprah Don't or any care. of these other people. So there's so, no, because there's, there's no, they would have to get away. They would have to give away enough where they are then down at like the Mr. Beast level. So if they have so only ten billion dollars, yeah. get rid of nine of it, right? This right. money is ridiculous. These dragons can never spend this much money in a lifetime. Their children's children's children can't. They're just fucking dragons sitting on piles of money. So if they gave away nine, then they'd be okay. Fine, but I don't even think given they should have never had it in the first place. We're in a perverse system when you have a trust fund kid who can never lift a finger in their entire life making more money than an entire state could make. And then you have somebody working their ass off for 12 hours and barely has enough to take care of their family. It's a perverse system and the system has to change. I don't it's disagree. Whole, it was explained to me about the, uh, the means to production, which I don't understand very well, but apparently it's a whole Marxist thing. Like if you do most of the work, you should get most of the money. That's the problem with America. We have people doing very little work, getting obscene amounts of money. That's true, but there's a few things that that doesn't take into consideration. We didn't get into this part of the conversation yesterday, but you, like he was saying, you have to have people who are grunts who are just going to do that baseline work, right? And they're not yeah, experts. Yeah, they should get fucking paid for it. Sure. Should they get paid more than the experts? They should be paid equally. How about that? How should they be paid more than the, well, I, I don't know. Should they? And, and the, you know what? I don't care if they're paid double, triple. I don't even care about that. Cause again, these are not people I'm concerned with. You keep like lowering the bar and trying to get me mad at people like you, not, let's say who have a couple million bucks or whatever and invest in like savings or whatever. I'm not mad with those people. Right. I'm mad at the people who have ridiculous fuck you money. Right. I know, but you, that's because you assume that all that, that they do with their money is fuck you. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then you assume that the people like Oprah and Mr. Beast and they aren't doing fuck you stuff with their money. And well, that's not, where I, that's the flaw. That's the flaw I see in your argument. That's it. That's all it is that I, my point is if you're not going to put a line in the sand and say, if you do X amount Can of philanthropy, lower then your you're voice good. a little bit, Sean, then you're good. <laughs> then you're good. But if that's not the case and it's just literally a judgment call based on how the person got their money, I think that's flawed. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't know if we're going to convince each other here, but at the end of the day, just so I'm clear on my argument, there are some people, there's about 50 to be clear, that have an enormous pile of money that we could never even count. We, it's, a, it's a pile of money that makes Mr. Beast and Oprah's pile of money look very, very small. Regardless of how they got this money, sure, I like the people less who got it through trust fund, but regardless of who got it, this is a perverse world we live in 
when you have 50 people who own half of America and something needs to change, in my opinion. I don't know how to change it. Bang. I bet you so many people fucking agree with me. <laughs> there is an anti-rich sentiment in this nation right now that I think a lot of people are out of touch with. Uh, I've had people, you know, people I know who are like richer than me come to me and being like, do you think there could be a revolution in this country? Like what, what is that? Poor people seem to be getting angry. <laughs> like you fucking isolated. Like, of course it can come to a revolution. It, we're not there yet, but if you keep to pushing the space between rich and poor further and further and further, of course there's going to be. There's, I mean, it's one of the big reasons Trump was elected. It's a big fuck you to just like, I don't know. I think people are, uh, the general American person is very upset with the ultra wealthy right now. Would you agree, Sean? I'm sure you hear people talk. You've told me you've had the same conversation with people who are upset with the rich. Yeah, I, I, of course I, I am one of those people. I don't, I don't think that it should be that way either, but I, I also don't think that there are people that don't do good with it. And I think that there has to be, it has to be quantified. And so if you're literally doing good as much good as you can, and you're still worth that amount of money, I don't, and using Mr. Beast as an example, I don't have a problem with it. Way to go, Mr. Beast. You're on the good list, Mr. Beast. Where's, uh, so where are we going to put, uh, Gates, let's say he gives away half his money through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Half of it, Sean. Is he a good guy, bad guy? Give me black, white. I, I, again, I, got, I think you got to look at the whole thing. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know how much philanthropy he's, he actually does. I don't know what it actually goes to, and I don't know how many people it actually affects. It, let's assume it affects a million people a year. Yeah, I think that's pretty amazing. I say, fuck that guy. It's way too much money. Most of his money should just be taken away. He doesn't have to give it away. We'll take it away for him. Mm -hmm. Anyway, don't let me near your money, everybody. I'm just going to take it away and redistribute it, you wealthy fucks. No, <laughs> nobody wealthy actually listens to this show. I think that's part of the reason is the language. When I say rich or wealthy, people think I mean one thing. It's almost like we need to come up with a new language. The 0.1%, that seems to help because people focus on the 1%. I don't think the 1% are the problem. It's the 0.1% that are a problem. And uh, maybe that's the best way to say it. Woo! Hour and a half, Sean. Man, we got into it, huh? Mm, so good. Really good stuff. Really good. I've been doing, uh, I've been telling you, I've been exploring these old dungeons, Sean. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's more. They're pretty, they're, pretty, they're pretty sweet. That's all I wanted to say about that. Do you want to just be done now? Are we done? <laughs> well, I mean, I think people stopped listening a while ago, I'll be honest. Probably 25 <laughs> minutes ago, about right around in there. <sighs> I bet there's a very big, uh, I bet your age predicts this quite a bit too. I bet the younger people are like, yeah, Jeff, fucking eat them. <laughs> Where if they're a little older, they're probably like, no, don't eat them. I have my retirement accounts about to come into place. Wait, are they going to eat me? <laughs> no, we're not coming to eat you. You're not well, rich, all right? What define rich? Uh, the 50 people who own half of America. 0.01%. No, I'm sorry, 0.1%. The 0.1%. Everybody, the dragons. Do you, know, do you know who that actually is? Like what, what make, what makes up that, that number who that actually are? Uh, I know the ones that I know, right. It's the Waltons are way up there. All the Walton kids. And they're obviously the kids of the guy who started Walmart. Uh, he has like four kids who are all fucking obscenely rich. Um, Bezos is on the list. Uh, um, Musk is obviously on the list. He was the richest person in the world for a minute there until he bought Twitter. <laughs> 
That was a funny moment, huh? Should I look up the list, Sean? You want to know who's on it? I do. 50. You're wondering if a certain person's on it. I know you. I'm about to ask you a bunch of questions based who's on it. Oh, God. Because I'm going to guess there's at least 10 that you don't hate or that you're going to be shocked that are on there. And you're like, oh, really? That I got to hate that person now? Oh, God. I don't know if Mm. I want to. It's really the system, not the person. These are just people who have this thing in their head where making money is a game, right? And just accumulate as much as you can. It's just they happen to be born in America in a place where you can, you know, do it as much as you want, even if it's negatively affecting other people. All right, here we go. Here's some cool names. David Green and the family. We all know that guy. Jack, Jack Danger Mood. Fucking, these are fun. Some trust fund kids. Ling Bin. Rocco Caminso. So we don't know any of these people. Nancy <laughs> Walton. Henry Kravis. George Soros, you ever heard of that guy, Sean? Okay, so oh. there's one. There's one everybody already hates. Okay. So yeah, we don't know any of these people because these right. are and, and then you're gonna just hate them because you don't know nothing about them. This is the part that I love. Go ahead, continue. No, I I don't even they they can't have that much money. Jerry Jones, there's somebody we know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I know these guys are your buddies, Sean. You think it's good that they have all this money that they're doing a lot of good with it. But no, no I, I'm, I'm not no. on that boat. I'm, I'm actually just re- I'm just reserving my opinion until I actually know. <laughs> right. No, you're you're playing devil's advocate. You just like to instead of taking a stand, you'll just pick apart other people's opinions. Jeff Bezos no. is number one. My Elon stance Musk is, is number two. My stance is quite clear. Zuckerberg's three. Bill Gates is four. We know the top four. Yeah, those for sure. And that's the like that's really the people you hate right there. I don't hate them, but. They're, they can't have all that money. Just It can't work. You and can't live you, in, a, in a proper society where one person go, has that much money. If we go back like five years, didn't you love Elon Musk at some point in time? Weren't you a big fan of his? I, I thought it was pretty neat that uh, he like, uh, was doing electric cars uh, in a time where I thought that uh, global warming was going to be the end of all of us. So yeah, it was kind of like, yay, he's making electric cars. That's awesome. Then I, you know, bought a bunch of Tesla stock and made a bunch of money like, off of it. Yay, yay. <laughs> it did work out. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you hate him. I think you, you should be. Using, I've, I've tried to explain well, you. Well, not hate, but put him in a room of people and let's see what happens, right? That's not yeah. hate. That's not hate. That's something else. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call that. Uh, uh, All right, discuss. I hate it. Disgust. <laughs> disgust? I, I think they have a problem. I think it's similar to like somebody who has a mental disease who like goes around killing people. These have a mental people have a mental disease where they can't stop making their pile of gold bigger. Even if it hurts other people in the world, they just can't stop. So here's the big question. Then the final question of the day. You ready? I'm ready. Is it okay to exploit the exploiter? Oh my God. You know how much I love bullying the bully. If I could have like my perfect day, I think it might be, me following around one of those four people for a day and I'm just allowed to like mad dog them, like stand really close to them the entire day with like my face in their face or like wait till they pick something up and then like knock it out of their hand. It's a problem <laughs> I have. Alex Jones them all day long. Just be that red faced bull in their face all day. I mean, Alex, Jones, Alex Jones, Alex Jones would just eat fucking hot dogs and start sweating in front of them. No, I'm talking about that, that guy in high school where you show up and he just decides he's going to pick on you. So he just stands right next to you all the time, making you nervous, not doing anything, but just there. So you can never fully relax. And then eventually you pick up your books and he knocks them out. Doesn't even say anything to you. And then if you, if you try to fuck with them back, 
right? Then they push even harder. That's what I want to be that guy for one day for Zuckerberg. I want to be able to follow him around and just make it so he can't relax. Tam, next time you fly into California, man, you're going to be totally followed the entire time you're here. (laughs) Yeah, what is it? All these people live in California. Have you noticed that? Maybe that's the reason you're defending them because you're surrounded by all these people. You're part of the industry. Well, like I said, if is it okay to exploit the exploiter? Mm, I don't know. I think so. I don't know. It is all gray, Sean, right? Nobody's purely good. Nobody's purely evil. But I think we do live in a perverse society where these dragons exist. Hopefully we can change it. I don't know how to. Obviously, Sean and I aren't going to. He's just going to keep asking to me for numbers, and I'm not going to give good answers. And we're not going to get anything done at the end of the day. Mm-mm. Sean's no. just going to say, you know, not not take a stand, but keep you know, reiterating everything's gray and we can't make a decision yet. You know, we'll just sit on the pot all day and hopefully things will work itself out. Or maybe the next generation will come around and they'll work things out. That's, you know, all we can hope. Talking to like the person we talked to yesterday gives me a lot of hope because I would say that they agree with me, not Sean, that we have a serious problem on our hands and they are younger and they are smart. And hopefully a bunch of people like him can figure out this little problem capitalism has caused for us. Capitalism is a great Great method. I really do think it's a great method, but it has these little flaws inside of it. And maybe we can figure those out. Yeah, I would say that this is just a natural part of the way change happens. And when power structures shift, this is what you see. Um, I don't think it's anything out of the ordinary. I think it's just another part of the growth cycle of society. And uh, yeah, I think it's actually a good thing. And thank you, Todd, for becoming a patron. Todd, you had to listen to all that bullshit. Oh, Todd, dude. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> oh Todd, you God, better, Todd. Todd, you better not be one of the 50th richest people in America or else I'm fucking coming for you, buddy. I'm coming to get, California because you obviously live there. You're going to get put in a room of what, quote unquote, normal people and see what happens. Yeah, 48 hours in a room with normal people. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, that's actually where this whole thing started. That was yep. the question you asked me. And I said, I don't think anything would happen. You go, I don't think that person would last for more than two, three hours. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not saying the whole group would converge on them immediately, but there would be a couple people in that room who really wanted to do something and enough people who wouldn't stop them, in my opinion. I don't know. What do you all think? Come on the Patreon. Let us know if that list of top four people was in a room with 400 American citizens for a couple of days and they just got to, you know, no cameras, just got to work things out. How would it end? How would it end? With that said, thank you for listening, everybody. This has been Forever Quest, the uh, socialist edition. I'm Jeff uh, Stalin, your guest. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully, y'all enjoyed our little breakdown here. Sean, thanks for talking it through. Um, the first thing that would be said by that person with all the money is just remember, I have enough money to make you and your entire family and their extended family disappear. That's good. That's a good thing, everybody. So let's make sure that we create a society where people have enough money to make other people disappear into the game of EverQuest through a virtual reality disc. Because that's the only way I'm going to be okay with disappearing is if this is where I get to live for the rest of my life. Buy your VR headsets right immediately. And I hope to see you all in there with your VR headset. But hey, if you're sitting on a pile of gold, though, you better look out. I'm going to get a hold of the GMs and we're going to put in a socialist system and redistribute that shit. (laughs) Look yeah. how top faceless <laughs> members were coming for you. You know, you're fucking, you're just trying to live out the dream of Bilbo Baggins over here, man. I'm going <laughs> to take the dragon horde and redistribute it to all my friends equally. That's right. Here yep. we go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, wait a minute. There's not enough money to go around. Oh, shit. Uh, well, I guess I'll have to keep a little extra because I actually did the Whoa. work. Here Ooh, we go. Again. Why, why did your mind go there? Sean? And Gen- generally, we assume people are going to do the things that we would do. Wait, Sean, what would you do if you were in power? Oh, there's no doubt what I would do if I was in power. Yeah, no doubt. I, the biggest boat. No, so I don't many let, boats. No, nah, I don't need a ton of boats. I don't need the biggest boat, but I would have a boat for sure. Fuck yeah, I'd have a boat. You'd have a line with a million golden hooks on it. Do you want to know who I'd make pay for it? No, I don't. <laughs> I find this general discussion with you, uh, like I'm learning stuff about myself, but nothing about you. And it's getting kind of old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Generally. It's, you're good. You're a good sounding board. You're a good mirror. It's a soul search. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll soul search with all of you in EverQuest. Nice little transition there. Sean, let's go play some games. Okay, bye-bye now. Bye, everybody. Go get rich.